it's Christmas Eve. It's a season of giving, you know, that's what we're going to do. And, you know, Florida gave away the state of Florida to Central Florida by playing completely incompetently. And in return, Central Florida gave Florida a whooping. So we're going to talk about that today on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel because we're going to have some fun. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can see just how pissed I am. Happy Friday. Happy Christmas Eve. Happy, or happy Jesus. Merry Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas. If you, yeah, I'm, I'm pissed. Merry Christmas. If you're listening to this on Saturday, I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I'm also the founder of Whole Nine Sports. You can find all my written work that is W H O L E N I N E Sports. And we're going to get right into it because I am pissed. The Florida game just ended. The Gasparilla Bowl just ended. There you go. So we can cut that one right out. Yeah, I got it. My comments, whatever. I, I mispronounced it. Okay. We're moving on to the thing that actually should piss people off. Um, the Florida Gators. My Lord, could you play a worse football game? Could you? And I get it. The score, not bad. 29-17. I said Florida would win by 10. I said Florida would. I said they'd hit the over. Wow, I'm sorry. It's my fault. I didn't realize that the entire offense would be allergic to the football because what the hell was that? Uh, I'll, I'll say this. I know that I tweeted out early-ish in the game that people would look at the at the completion percentage of Emory Jones and they'd say, wow, he sucked. But when you look at the first quarter and a little into the second quarter, Emory played pretty solid. He had incompletions, but... There were a few that weren't his fault. Specifically, he had Kamori Gamble on, I believe, a third. Yeah, a third and five. He had Kamori Gamble, and it just hit Kamori Gamble in the hands. And I love Kamori Gamble, but wow, that sucked to see. So hit Kamori Gamble right in the hands, and he dropped it. Next play, fourth and five. I get it if you watch the replay, which we might do next week. That might be something we look into. But if you watch the replay, you will see uh, Jacob Copeland. Wide open, short, right after the first down marker. So that's a first down for Florida. Emory Jones instead made the decision to take the deep shot. And I know that a lot of people were upset. Jacob Copeland was upset. Jacob Copeland is visibly upset on the sideline because he wanted the ball. He didn't get the ball. Would have been a first down. Would have kept the drive moving. And Florida probably could have scored at that point. Um, And I see a lot of people upset with Emory Jones. Shut up. You're wrong. Uh, It's just as simple as that. You're wrong. Emory Jones, he made a good read. He made a good throw. Rick Wells tripped, and then it hit the ball, and then the ball hit him in the chest while he was on the ground. So I get it. It didn't work out the way that we wanted it to, but it's the same discussion as when we talk about the Chargers going for it on fourth down or the Ravens going for two. You can't be results-based. You have to be process-based. I get it. You know, when coaches get fired, it's going to be result-based, and that's different. But when you look at simple decisions in football – Play by play. You've got to be process-based. And the process was well. The result just didn't work out. So I have no problem with Emery throwing it. Emery threw a good ball there, too, by the way. I re- like, that hit the receiver while he was on the ground. It didn't where he should have been. And so that, that was just one of the things where it's like, hey, it didn't work out. No big deal. We had another... Uh, Kamori Gamble drop right along the right sideline later in the game. There were a few drops. There were some 
god-awful passes, specifically, obviously, by Emory Jones. Trent Widmore threw a pass, and it sucked. But guess what? He's a wide receiver. He's not supposed to be good at throwing the football. That's why he plays wide receiver. Emory Jones had quite a few bad passes. The commentators, by the way, sucked. Uh, I don't know what they were talking about half the time where they're like, oh, you know, Emory should have thrown it short to Jacob Copeland. No, he shouldn't have. He hit the receiver deep. There have been quite a few underthrows. No, there weren't. It, when Emory Jones missed, of course, after Trent Whitmore underthrew Kamari Gamble, they were like, there have been a lot of underthrows by Florida. No, there weren't. When Emory Jones missed, he was usually overthrowing. He overthrew Trent Whitmore twice. He overthrew Justin Shorter once. And also, by the way, I'm just going to say that I'm not going to be angry about this part just yet. But uh, Justin Shorter, obviously, I'm recording this immediately following the game. So Justin Shorter, hopefully everything goes well with him. He got carted off very late in the game. I believe there were three minutes left in the game when he got carted off. So very unfortunate situation, which by the way, um, I, I don't like to be the guy, but that was Emory Jones's fault. It was not targeting on Bethune and it wasn't because of course, and it didn't get called, but Bethune was literally, he stood still and, J and Justin Shorter dove into him because he had to, because the ball was so bad. Um, but you know, when we, when we look at this game, I spoke a lot about this game as being very big for a few players. We've got Emory Jones needed a good game, and Jacob Copeland needed a good game. They both stunk. You know, Jacob Copeland made a great catch, but it was offensive pass interference very blatantly. And Emory Jones needed a good game because this is his last game to impress the school that he might play at next. He just completely, completely had a horrible, embarrassing game. It was a terrible performance. He did well running the ball, but unless you're going to an option offense— you got to get better, man. Mechanics have to get better. Reading defenses need to get better. And I get it. It's hard for me to be like, oh, well, you know what? You need to do this better. You need to make this read better because I don't know what your reads are supposed to be or in what order. But my Lord, you've got to get better at certain things. And Emory Jones, I love you, kid. Like, I have no problem saying that. I have no problem saying I still am very supportive of you. And I wish nothing but the absolute best for you. But this game was one of the worst performances I've seen from a Florida team. I'm not singling him out. From a Florida team, this is one of the worst performances I have ever seen from the Florida Gators. The offensive line should be completely embarrassed. That was, I don't even know what the hell they were doing on 70% of the plays. I, I, I don't know what was going on there, but UCF had a field day against them. And it was one of the most disgusting performances that I've ever seen. And I get it. I'm going to get a YouTube comment like I always do when I call the team disgusting. YouTube team, our football teams aren't disgusting. Football games can't be disgusting. Well, guess what? That disgusted me. That hurt me. That made me sick. That was one of the worst performances I've ever seen from the Florida Gators. That was just poor, poor, poor football. They were up 10 night at half too. And then it just went kaput the entire way. Anybody else make money this weekend? Guess what I didn't do 20 minutes ago? Make money because of course I bet Florida would cover and I bet that they would hit the over. Florida got blown out. Not blown out but you know, they were favored by seven. They lost by 12. And then of course that they didn't hit the over because the over was 55 and a half and they combined for, I think it was, I'm really bad at math. Sorry. It was like 45, whatever, 46, maybe. I don't know, man. You think I care about that right now? Bet online covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV with real time updated odds and props on almost 
anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's 100% free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook extras. Make sure to use promo code Locked On. That is L O C K E D, no space O N. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you can't tell, I'm so pissed. I didn't even do my high-pitched anything during the Bet Online ad, and I have never missed out on that. And that's where I'm at. But defensively now we're going to look at I know I, I didn't come into here with a script. I didn't come into here with a plan. I was just like, I'm, I'm going to rattle off. I have a third segment plan. I might just skip it and keep going on my rant because this was bull. Uh, defensively first half was solid. And of course, as the prophecy has stated this entire season, Florida is completely incapable of putting together two good halves back to back. It's it's just not possible. It's physically impossible. They just can't do it. I don't know what the hell they're doing. The first half was solid. Brenton Cox Jr. I will say this. I have given you a lot of flack this year. I have been on Brenton Cox Jr. a lot this season for his effort, for his performance, his inconsistency, whatever it may be. But you, my good sir, give yourself a pat on the back because you were one of the few Gators that showed up at the beginning, showed up at the middle, and showed up at the end. And I don't believe Brenton Cox Jr. got penalized at all this game, which is huge because even the Florida State game where he had four sacks, he got penalized a few times. Here, he played a fantastic game. Christian Robinson did a pretty solid job with his play calling, especially in the first half when you look at the quarterback draw where Brenton Cox was stunting, and we expected the quarterback draw. So Brenton Cox stunted right into the middle and blew up the quarterback draw. Great play there. Javon Dexter, great play for most of the game, but there were certain parts the taunting was completely unnecessary. And I realize I usually don't call players out specifically, but here I am specifically saying it. And I try to be cordial because it's like, Hey, what if they ever come on lockdown gators? I will at some point get gators on lockdown gators, but guess what? I'm pissed. And if you screw up in this game, in this bowl game, because this bowl game was way more important than people are giving it their, their, it's respect. And by the way, if people are like, oh, the Gators weren't motivated. It was a meaningless bowl game. Shut up. Just accept it. Because if Florida won, you'd be dancing the jig around the Central Florida Golden Knights. So stop that right now because you're wrong. Gators tried. They just underperformed like they have done so many times this year. And I get it. The defense wasn't fully healthy. Mahmoud Diabate, Zachary Carter, Antonio Valentino, Daquan Newkirk, all not there. I understand it. But guess what? And Tyron Hopper was there for half the game, had a, had a phenomenal first half, and then got himself ejected with, for a, a, a punch early in the second half. And I get it. That wasn't a punch. It was a shove from behind. It wasn't a punch. He shouldn't have been ejected. Justin Shorter got punched in the face directly in front of the referee against Florida State, and the defender didn't get kicked out of the game. And I get it. Inconsistencies, whatever. Different conference referees in those games. But when you look at Tyron Hopper getting ejected, I don't care that he didn't actually punch someone, that he shoved them from behind instead. I don't. That's a stupid decision that you cannot make, especially when, one, you're playing so lights out and the team is still not dominating. And two, when you're playing such an important game, you can't make a dumb decision like that. And, and it happened multiple times. Javon Dexter's taunting. 
It was a stupid call. It happened a few times with Florida. There were dumb decisions throughout, and this whole year, it's been so frustrating because this team has been so disappointing. I realize this segment was supposed to be out the defense now. I'm just going off on the team, but guess what? It's my show. The whole year, this team was so disappointing because there was so much potential here for the Florida Gators to be a fantastic team. There really was. The run game looked like it could dominate, especially early on with 400 yards in the first game. And then the defense looked pretty damn good besides an occasional big play here or there. And then they just, the entire time, the offense just stalled out, which Dan Mullen, you are to blame for that for the most part. The defense just completely inconsistent and incapable of stringing together consistent performances, which I realize is the same thing as saying inconsistent. I don't care. We're moving on. But it was just so disappointing. And that is what pisses me off because you look at this game and now we got to wait till 2024 to play central Florida again, by the way, unless we get somehow into put, put into another bowl game with them, which I doubt, but you look at this game, Florida beat Florida Atlantic this year, Florida beat South Florida this year, Florida beat Florida State this year, Florida beat Miami last time they played them, and then you play Central Florida, the little brother that's been punching up the entire time. For years, Central Florida's been little brother in the group of five that's been punching up, and what do you do? You come out and you play awful football to every possible level. Offensively, they sucked. And the running game was working fairly well, but the offensive line, what the hell were you doing? What, what was that? Cause that was, that was one of the most atrocious performances ever. I can't wait for the numbers to come out for the analytics to show up about this because I need to know just how bad this offensive line was. Cause it was consistent. That pressure was getting in where even players, parents were tweeting, is this offensive line always this bad? Is it just me or, or is central Florida's defensive line really this good? One central Florida's defensive line is very good. Two, Florida's offensive line is not very good. They are very bad, and they played a terrible game, even by their standards going into this game. It was awful. It was pitiful. It was disgusting football. I feel like Stephen A. Smith over here talking about the Florida Gators, and that ain't what I do. It's it's just not what I want to do. But you come into the second half, and you look at it, and defensively, Bowser, huge run on the first play. Then a solid stop. And then huge plays for O'Keefe and huge plays for O'Keefe and huge plays for O'Keefe. It was one of the worst performances that I've ever seen from the Florida Gators. Secondary played well for the most part. You know, Central Florida, their passing game didn't work for the huge majority. They had a big play here or there. As per use, when you as per use when you look at the Florida Gators, that's just what they do. But this was just awful football. And when Tyron Hopper came out, they were screwed. It's just, and I'm not saying Tyron Hopper was this key cog to the machine that is the Florida Gators defense. But depth-wise, he had to step up into a starter role because Mohamed Diabati wasn't there. And Amari Bernie had to play more because of it. And I don't know where Dewan Black was. I don't know where Donovan McMillan was, but they've got to learn to play some kind of linebacker if things don't get fixed. I cannot wait for Shamar James to get to Gainesville because, wow, we need linebackers. The defensive line, I get it. You were exhausted. Princely, I mean, Princely, Uman Mealing, I had a good first quarter, and I don't remember seeing him the remainder of the game. Brenton Cox Jr., great game. 
again, I know I said it. Javon Dexter, you played well, but you made boneheaded decisions. And you, honestly, this was one of Javon Dexter's better games defending the run. It was one of the best games that I've seen from him defending the run. But defensively, this team just wasn't built for it. There's so many mental errors. And twice, reverses led to huge plays for the Central Florida Golden Knights. And Christian Robinson was coaching for his future in Gainesville. I would not be shocked if he is also not retained and the entire previous coaching staff is gone. I wouldn't be shocked by it. Christian Robinson, you know, he's been tweeting about the Gators players, the seniors and all that. He's been liking tweets from the recruits and all that stuff. And I don't care about your rumors again, but when it came down to it and I get it, you know, his team is depleted. I, I understand that, but schematically you got outplayed plain and simple. You got outplayed. You got out coached across all of Florida you guys all got out coached by Central Florida, which isn't a knock. Gus Malzahn's a damn good coach. But wow, that was disappointing. And honestly, I, I think that's going to be it for my rant for this episode. And I'm going to go on to the third segment and have a little bit of fun with it because it's Christmas Eve and I am being a real downer. And yeah, that's where we're at. Have y'all tried Built Bar Puffs? Built Bar is the best protein bar on the market. If you're trying to eat clean, but you have a sweet tooth like I very much do. We, I woke up and had hot chocolate today. That's what I did. And then that is no longer a problem. Built Bar is your low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and most importantly, of course, high fiber solution. You can even enjoy Built Bar if you're keto. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order. That is LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, one five to get 15% off of your next order at built or builtbar.com. They both take you to the same place. Just so you know that now we're going to have this fun, final, seg- fun, final segment where um, I got the idea from Eric Kane of lockdown balls. So thank you very much. But we're going to look at a little bit of a, a little bit of a Christmas list for the university. Uh, there are three sports that I'm going to talk about. Whew, yeah, this is going to be fun. Uh, it's what we could use from Santa, what we would like from Santa. And I'm going to say for football, I would appreciate from Santa more recruits. We need speedier receivers. I love Justin Shorter. I love Xavier Henderson. I love a lot of these guys. We need a speedier receiver, especially because we are losing Jacob Copeland in the transfer portal. He looked pissed tonight, so I, I, he's not coming back. It's as simple as that. And honestly, I think him and Emery might fight at some point because Jacob Copeland just looked so pissed at him throughout the whole game. They, they just might. I, I don't know. So speedier receivers. Line and also Emory Jones almost got Jacob Copeland killed and then did get Justin Shorter killed. Um, more recruits, linebackers. Next one, we need. And I wrote this list before this game. Linebackers, that's another thing that Florida Gators need. That's something that Florida Gators have needed all year. It's just been so rough watching linebacker play because the defensive line started off so hot, linebackers were not. The secondary has gotten really hot at times, linebackers. Did not. So linebackers this year have been the Achilles heel of this defense, and things need to change at the next level. Shamar James, of course, is coming in. Hopefully, we add some more names there. Pass rushers. I mean, do, do I need this? I just said the defensive line started off hot and then slowed down. Part of that was because they didn't rotate enough, which won't be an issue with Patrick Tony's defense. However, we do need more pass rushers because Patrick Tony likes to rotate players in. And of course, once we have all of these pass rushers that can play, they will get in with Patrick Tony, which Dan Mullen, Todd Grantham, of course, did not do, which is why Chris Bogle left. Uh, Prince Lee Uman Mealing finally got some playing time tonight, but 
Yeah, it's rough. Offensive line is the last thing that I put, and it's certainly not the least. It might be the most important thing where this offensive line, like like pull the scholarships of all of them at this point. It's just I don't even know what the hell is going on. Thank goodness there's two coaches now focused on the offensive line. Billy Napier is great at scheming the run game open, so maybe we'll have some fun with that. But looking at this offensive line, there there's not a ton of talent here that's going to stay around. So. I think I think change is needed. You know, it's addition by addition at this point. The, the offensive line needs to get better. And I don't think it's necessarily just coaching. I think there's not enough talent there right now. Raw talent, developed talent, I don't care. There's not enough talent there right now. Add players because you need competition, you need development, and you need talent. Basketball, the gift of consistency is what I would like because the Florida Gators men's basketball team have been way too inconsistent offensively, just way too. And again, a lot of it comes down to shot selection. That's something that I've discussed multiple times with guys like Myron Jones, Flanders Fleming, even Tyree Appleby. He's just been insane in the clutch, but outside of that, he hasn't been fantastic. Colin Castleton at times, just thinking he's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and just wants to start cooking in the post, things like that, where it's, it's like, Hey man, like it's raining in. Raining then. A lot of this offense, you need to develop more consistently. Defensively, they've been relatively consistent. I've spoken about them before. They're the opposite of bend, don't break defense. They are just big plays or completely swallow you up. And that's just how it that's how they've been. And then rebounding needs to improve. You know, we had games like Texas Southern where they got absolutely mollywopped on the boards. There have been a lot of times where it's pretty much Colin Castleton getting all the rebounds. And the rest of the team getting those. It's it's like me playing wreck with my friends where I've got 13 rebounds and everyone else is combined for four. That's essentially what it is with Colin Castleton on the boards at some points. And it's like, man, you guys just, you, effort needs to improve there because rebounding, a lot of it's skill, a lot of it's technique, positioning, all that stuff. But a lot of it's also effort because the ball just bounces crazy sometimes. You've got to have more effort. And then women's basketball, the gift of offense, the defense, you know, I spoke about it with the Wichita State game. Uh, I'm sorry, but the Murray State game last week. I, I I thought it earlier this week. My Lord, time is coming to a crawl. But um, I spoke about it at the Murray State game. I didn't think that the Gators would win that game. I, I didn't think the women's basketball team would win that game. I didn't. I, I thought it'd be very tough given how good Murray State has been at scoring the ball. But then here we go. And they, they, they did it. They had a fantastic fantastic game it was really great but the offense has been so inconsistent you look at kiki smith lavender briggs jordan merritt's been very inconsistent as well and those are supposed to be the three primary nina rickards you know i I spent the whole preseason hyping her up and she's been very inconsistent shooting the basketball and scoring she's been solid defensively solid distributing the ball solid rebounding the ball especially for someone who's so small but scoring massive issue and so they're too inconsistent as three-point shooters and they're not aggressive enough or talented enough in the paint to try to get to the free throw line. And that's been a big issue as well. So offense needs to come together. But those that's my wish list from Santa. Please bring it to me. Please bring at least one of the things to me, Santa. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day every day. We're available daily. 
and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss out on Monday as we'll get into the latest on the Florida Gators football team. Probably, I'm assuming we'll have transfer portal talk. Transfer portal talk happening. Uh, hopefully, we'll be a little bit cheerier. Now, make your second listen, Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Key, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. For Locked On Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at wns underscore brandon. You can find all my written work with whole nine sports that is w-h-o-l-e and i any sports and i'll see you all monday and i hope you all have a very happy and very relaxing holiday weekend